If I speak at this volume, can you hear me clearly? Okay, very good. Uh, uh, I really appreciated Dr. Schoenfeld's presentation, and in some ways, I'll be building on some of the key points, but looking through an Islamic lens and Islamic paradigm. So there are a few threads that will run through my talk. One is the idea of choice, another is the idea of community, and related to community diversity, and then overall mercy. Okay? And the source material within the Islamic text will be literally the first four verses, the first four ayahs of the Quran, in the very first surah, the first chapter. And I'll give you a very simple paraphrased translation of those first four verses. In the name of God, the most in mercy, the eternal in mercy, all praise and gratitude are due to God, the cherisher and sustainer of all the worlds, the most in mercy, the eternal in mercy, master of the day of judgment. That is essentially, through a common Islamic lens, a description of who the divine is to us. The second half of the surah, which I won't get into because of time, is who are we to the divine. Now, related to, to the point that Dr. Schoenfeld met, uh, uh, mentioned, the, there are many words that we can use for mercy, but in American Islam, meaning translations into English, the word that is most commonly used, which has a very similar word in Hebrew, in Arabic it is rahmah. And so the word for womb in Arabic is raham. And what is rahmah through, through uh, 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 translation? Half of it is mercy. The other half is the development of intimacy. So think of it as sort of an intimating mercy. Now, what itself is mercy in this lens? I remember speaking to a student of mine who was 12, year old, 12 years old, not here at Loyola, and I asked him, can you define for me what is mercy? And he's processing, he's processing, he's processing. I asked him, can you give me an example of mercy? And he said, you not making me answer this question would be an example of mercy, right? So what are we saying? The act of mercy is the act of giving ease. The act of mercy is the act of giving ease, even though you may have justification to give difficulty. Or you have no preference one way or the other. Giving ease. That's half of it. Now when I'm saying intimacy, the purpose of the mercy giver, the goal of the mercy giver, is to bring the mercy receiver closer. So, what is the entire foundation, most commonly in, in Islamic commentaries, of the world? It is this idea of rahmah. And to really frame it, we often speak of Christianity as a religion of love. Think of Islam through this lens as a religion of mercy. And as I describe these points, think of love and mercy are interchangeable in terms of how I speak about them. Now, in terms of choice, there's a teaching attributed to the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, where he is saying that God is saying, I am what my servant thinks of me. I am what my servant thinks of me. And to put that into practice, what are we saying here? That if I see the divine as full of love, that is how I will experience life. If I see the divine as just, that will inform how I experience life. Likewise, if I see the divine as absent, that will also inform how I see, how I experience life. But what is considered to be the most primary method through which to understand, through which to picture, for lack of a better word, the divine, it is through Rahman. And, and you might be familiar with the, with the narration that in Islam we have 99 names for God. Actually, in the primary sources there's many more, but there's one narration that speaks of 99. And they get divided into two types of narrations. Those that are the narrations of beauty, and those that are the narrations of majesty. But even those, beauty is looked at as a mercy. Majesty is looked at as a mercy. Now, again, Rahma. 
mercy in the sense of bringing the mercy receiver closer to the mercy giver, in this case being the divine. Now taking this a step further, looking at relationships, the primary relationship that the divine has with creation is Rahma. The primary relationship that the divine has through which this Rahma uh, uh, manifests, number one, is through family. Okay. And number, three, number two is through the delivery or the appointing of prophets. Family, I think we understand obviously that family would be in theory the home through which mercy is, is being nurtured. Now what is the point of prophets? To give guidance throughout the world. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Islamic paradigm is looked at as a mercy to all the worlds, a rahmah to all the worlds. How? In being a guide. How? In being a pathway to the divine. How? In being himself a source of rahmah in terms of his interactions. But then it goes a step further. My obligation as a person in the Islamic paradigm is that my default disposition with the people that I interact with should be one of rahmah. That my default disposition is in that moment of interaction, I should be giving rahmah to the person next to me. Okay? I'm not saying I succeed at this, but the point being that what is my goal? My goal is to bring the person next to me closer. How? By making that person's life easier. And one common language that is used is the language of charity. And we are taught that even a smile is charity. And usually when I'm, when I'm making this point, I'm looking to see how many people in the room smile, especially after I mention it. Okay, about half of you, so okay, not bad. All right. Okay, so, so now think of the, the expansion of that, family to family being connected by Rahmah, and then community, community, community to community being connected by Rahmah. This leads into the point of diversity. About halfway into the Quran, we have a passage that is often quoted in the context of diversity, where the, where the divine is being quoted as saying, we have created you in tribes and colors, so that you get to know each other, not that you despise each other. Now this relates to the point that Dr. Schoenfeld was making about dialogue. When you get to know the other, the first thing you're learning about is the other, the second thing you're learning about is yourself. Who are you really, especially discovered by way of difference? So we are taught that difference is also a rahmah, that a difference of opinion is also rahmah, as long as it's done with humility. Otherwise, a difference of opinion is one of the opposites of Rahmah, which is Fitna. Fitna is commonly translated as chaos, okay? or it's translated as test or struggle. It comes from the root of purifying gold. That Think of gold as full, uh, when you get it out of the mind, it's full of all this dirt, and you have to put intense heat in it to get rid of the, of the impurities. What is the idea there? That if I'm interacting with you not out of humility, then I'm going to be abrasive. That I'm breaking the relationship. So this leads to one of the real deep cores of what we speak about when we speak about Rahmah, when we speak about the community, when we speak about diversity, and this is the idea of relationships. Okay? That even the word that is commonly translated as religion in the Islamic paradigm, deen, actually translates as system of interaction meaning that which we would perhaps call religion, and of course in academics there's many theories about what is, what is not religion, but what are we speaking of here through this lens, at least linguistically, what is your system of relationships? What is your system of relationships with yourself, with family, with the other, ultimately with the divine? So when we speak of Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, so forth and so on, through this lens, these are different systems of relationships. 
And the point to think about then is that a relationship is as real as a physical structure that you have in front of you. Of course, if we get into quantum physics, this might not really exist. But the point being that a relationship which takes up no airspace, no matter, is as strong as a piece of steel. And a relationship, if it is strained, if it is broken, the break, the breach, is as large as a breach in a, in, a, in a bridge, if there's a big hole in the bridge. So bringing back to all the things that I mentioned, sorry, that the primary relationship of the divine, the primary relationship of the prophet, the primary relationship that you and I have with each other is then to cultivate relationships. So that which we call sin in this paradigm, at one level, it's a disobedience of the divine. But what is the effect of sin? It is breaking relationships. If I tell a lie to you, I'm straining my relationship with you. If you entrust me with something and I go tell everyone else, I'm straining or I'm breaking my relationship with you. Or in case of sins in relationship with the divine, as a Muslim is supposed to be making my prayers on a regular basis, fasting, charity, and so forth and so on, if I'm not fulfilling those, then I'm also straining my relationship with the divine. And it goes so far that there's a narration attributed to the prophet where he is saying that if you break your relationships with your relatives, and sometimes relatives here uh, are interpreted as family, and sometimes the human family, then God breaks his relationship with you. So that's how important all of this is. And a few final points. When we speak of the default relationship of the divine being one of Rahma, think of it as two lenses. Rahma in the general sense. For everyone, the same. And the analogy of that is rain or sunlight. When you and I walk outside, we each receive rain, we each receive sunlight, regardless of what our disposition is, regardless of what our belief is, regardless of what our character is. There is one aspect of Rahmah that is for everyone, generally. And then there's an aspect of Rahmah that is individual. And the analogy of this is a mother to her child. Imagine you have a mother and the love that a mother has for her child, and she has four other children that she's babysitting. She's babysitting, she's taking care of five children, she loves all five of those children deeply. She will not love those four the way she loves her own child. And what we're saying here in this paradigm, the divine has a unique relationship with each of creation. Meaning my, my receiving of Rahmah from the divine will be different than what Dr. Murphy, Dr. Schoenfeld, what, what Molly are, are, are receiving. Doesn't mean one is less or more, mine is tailor-made for me. With what purpose? To bring me closer to the divine. And how does that play out? It plays out not just in what is placed within me in terms of nature, but what are the experiences that are set for me in my future, uniquely. And then that requires me, or that compels me, that in my default view, choosing what the divine is for me, when I think of what the divine has in store for me in the future, my assumption should be Rahman. Meaning what? Every one of us goes through struggles in life. Some of those struggles are horrendously large, some of them not as large, and that will continue for the course of the rest of our lives. But the default outlook that I should have then is that one, it will still be Rahma. How? It'll remind me to turn back to the divine. But how else? That no matter what I think the divine has given me in the past, that in the future, I will continue to receive good. good in particular, and then, or in general, and then in particular. Now then, bringing this back to me, 
there is a default disposition that I have to have with everyone, whether I know you or not. But then in developing relationships, my obligation becomes that I need to develop a further relationship, for example, with Dr. Murphy, in a different relationship with Dr. Schoenfeld, in a different relationship with soon-to-be Dr. Green, uh, Greening, right? Yeah, okay, right, see, I have to develop a relationship. Anyway, the point being that ultimately what we are talking about is bringing everyone together, which essentially is the goal of dialogue. To discover who we are, discover who we are in relationship with the divine, and to discover the other and have value for the other. And that will be then the embody of Rahma. Thank you very much for your time.